<laughs> Welcome to Couples Book Club, everybody. I'm Lauren, and I'm here with Isaac, my husband and bearded compatriot, and also a special guest. You want to introduce yourself? My name is Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah, I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's a photographer and an improviser, and um, just like a local creep we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but not so creepy that we wouldn't invite him into our home to talk with us for our 10th episode Ten. <laughs> this brilliant piece of writing Elizabeth Gilbert's number one New York Times bestseller Eat, Pray, Love Eat, Pray, Love so um, yeah so it's a, it's, we've got a third wheel tonight I'm very excited so many wheels and um, yeah we all read it. Yeah. Yep, it's a thing that happens. It's a tricycle of literature. <laughs> uh, should we start with a, a brief synopsis? You can synopse. Okay, well, want. in case you haven't seen the um, brilliant film based on this memoir. Wait, this is a, they made a film out of this? Yeah. Yeah, isn't Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts is the... Of yeah. course it's Julia Roberts. Yeah, which makes uh, a lot of sense. It's... Yeah. it's it's who else? Fine. Who else was in it? Do you remember who was any of the people? I'm curious now no, that I've read I don't it. Remember. It was not as bad as we thought it was going to be, but it was still. It wasn't as bad as Country Strong. No, that was really. Country bad. Strong was terrible. Was that a movie or a book by Elizabeth Gilbert? Um, it was a movie about country music. That was <laughs> the Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Uh, Isn't she in that? Nicole Kidman in that? Make Possibly. That it was really bad. Don't see it. No, oh, I won't. It was terrible. So Elizabeth Gilbert uh, wrote this memoir. Uh, She got divorced, which we hear a lot about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of sad feelings, but she also had a book advance. So she traveled to, she spent a fucking year in Italy and then India and then Indonesia. Can you guess what she did in each of those countries? Finding herself, I think. Yeah, she ate. In Italy, and then she prayed in India, and then she loved in Indonesia. Yeah. She she didn't eat the entire time when she was in India or no. Indonesia. Mm-mm. She didn't. She bulked up in in uh, Italy. Yes, yeah, wrote she it out. For... She carved yeah. loaded <laughs> exactly. in, in Italy for the rest of her spiritual journey. Spiritual journey. Journey. Um. Yeah. So it's like it's it's about her healing emotionally and looking for God, and also just. Piano white lady who has mostly that so many feelings. Yeah, yeah that we're supposed to care about apparently. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I did, but I might uh, be reading it wrong. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah, end. Three hundred and thirty pages of that. <laughs> Just yeah. We didn't expect to like this. We read it because we knew that we would hate it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that I hated it pretty hard. I mean, especially in the um, the the India section, I literally punched the book a few times, like on the page. I punched it. I'm curious to hear what what parts you were so furious that you physically punched a book. Um, I mean, I might have been drunk. Sure. I think I reached my my breaking point. I think came two fifty eight, two fifty nine. Okay, is where I just kind of gave up on it. Because the note just says, fuck all this, and it's not even a reference to anything, I don't think. <laughs> so. I definitely wrote, uh, go fuck yourself on one of the pages. 
I mostly refrained from writing in it, but there was one point at which I wrote, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Well, you want to you want to maintain that resale value on this one? Oh yeah. I think I got to that point. I was really hesitant, like going in. I knew I was supposed to hate it. Like going in, I wasn't supposed to like this book, and I was really afraid of like all of the reasons I wasn't supposed to like this book. Like. Uh, I wanted to hate it for what it was and not for what I thought it was supposed to be. Like, mm. I didn't want to just go in there and be like, woman stuff, this sucks. I wanted to have like some concrete, like, this lady is specifically bullshit. Uh, and I <laughs> think she came through with that. Yeah, there's plenty of hate, <laughs> hate fire in here. Yeah. Like, I got through that hurdle pretty quickly. Like, I'm just... Well, I'm gl- yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just, we didn't... S- skew it so far that you felt like you had to hate it you could have liked it but it was legitimately shitty i would i would so. say the moment when she's like when she talks about writing to herself in the notebook when she's having like the bathroom floor breakdown at the beginning that that really kind of cinched it and then i wanted to throw i wanted to throw there, the book good. when that happened i didn't i don't know why i didn't it's a paperback it probably wouldn't hurt anything yeah i mean we got okay. it from fucking like, savers or whatever. well no but like if you hit other things with it if it was like a hardbound it would be yeah, yeah, this is solid. Here. This. Yeah, Adam's got a library card. At least you didn't buy one. No, I wasn't about this. to spend money on this. Like, Only like a couple bucks per, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But I certainly couldn't get it from Hennepin County, who won't give me books anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex Soth. Oh. Oh. Specific call out. Well, the... Yeah, he's a local photographer. He's wonderful. And then I kept all the books. And then it's it's pretty outrageous how much I owe Hennepin County. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it was a it was a real spiritual journey there. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's weird. I've had like I've told several people that I was doing this, and a couple of people I truly respect were like. I never read the book. I couldn't do it. But her TED Talk was good, and I like her podcast. And I didn't get into either of those things. I'm kind of curious now. I can't imagine either of those would be acceptable, but I don't know. <laughs> acceptable. I, well, I just mean, like, yeah. If, if this is a fair representation of her, at least in one period of her life, I can't imagine her being a more, like, salvageable Can you imagine her 10 years on. smugger? Oh, yeah. Like... Is no, that even possible? Every time I closed, I'd look at this fucking author picture and I want to punch it. Is it the same one? I think we have the same it's one. It's a little, like, smug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Same I thought she was super smug to begin with. Yeah. And then she went on her journey and suddenly she's in Indonesia. Yeah, and smugger. she, like, has all her shit together, supposedly. And she... I didn't think it was possible to be more smug. Oh, she, no. na- she nailed it, though. It's the smu- off the smug charts. Yep. That's what she wants. <laughs> would kill me like initially and I, I really tried not to hang my hat on it was that she made a huge point in the introduction of like she has changed everyone's name everybody's name is made up everybody's different except for Richard from Texas because you know, he's special and he gave his name and that's cool but then she would go on those long rants about how uh, cute everybody like Lucas Spaghetti fucking Lucas Spaghetti has a name like Lucas but you fucking made it up <laughs> you were just patting yourself on the back for coming up with a terrible name for someone. Fuck you. Uh, his name is probably like Luigi Tortellini or something. Well, it's just the whole like, it, it was every section, but that section especially was like the whole like cultural fetishism kind of thing. Like yeah. this idea of Italy that she has in her head and then making everything match up to it, which was like obviously bullshit. But 
Well, I mean, the whole thing is predicated on this idea that, like, um, uh, somehow her heartbreak is especially, like, oh, yeah, awful. No, definitely. She had a divorce, and then, like, her rebound boyfriend, it just, like, didn't work out or whatever. And then she was depressed, and then she, like, is... I don't know. I feel like she thinks that her suffering is especially bad for some reason. Well, it's so noteworthy that she can write a 300-plus page book about it and expect people to fucking pay for it. And yeah. And go see the movie version also. And then and then this fucking book in our hands is what, like, this is how she got to travel around the world, is that she wrote her dumb thoughts down and we all fucking um, buy it. Something that supports that that I didn't write down in my notes but that I remember now is when I think she's going to therapy... I think it's in the first section. Yeah. And she brings her fucking published books with her to show to the therapist. I don't remember that. It's it's in there. I can that. find that. I'll, I'll find the note while we talk about I remember thinking stuff, her therapist like, must not be very good. Or um, he's a fucking saint for putting up with this at all. That's true. Maybe she just didn't think his methods were enlightened enough. Because... The shit that she goes through in that, like, fucking 150 pages where she talks about how hard it is to meditate, like... It's even harder to read about her talking about how hard it is to meditate. Yeah, it's really, really awful. Agonizing. She starts talking about, like, learning to um, tame her own negative thought patterns or whatever. It's like, that's just fucking cognitive behavioral therapy. But you had to go to India and sit in a cave? Anyway, fuck her. Okay, so oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so if I can, if I can cite this moment here. Yes, please do. So she's going to see the psychiatrist. He asks her how, why it took her so long to get help. Uh, she says, I, "I told him my objections and reservations about antidepressants, which is an entirely different discussion to have." I just did a jack off motion for those of you not in the room. Uh, Confirmed. I, I laid three. I laid copies of the three books I'd already published on his desk, and I said, "I'm a writer. Please don't do anything to harm my brain." And then she goes on with more, like, anti-medication bullshit. Oh, aren't you precious? This already feels like a pretty harmed brain to me. I don't know what else she's going to do to it, but... Like, I mean, and there are some people that drugs do, like, certain drugs can, like, make it so that it's not possible for them to be creative or whatever, but, like... I would thank those drugs if they did that to her, honestly, (laughs) but... But it's also just, like, what... What do you uniquely have to tell the world that it's so important that you leave your horrible depression untreated and, like, just make everyone in the world miserable? Well, she can treat it. She just has to go on, like, year-long vacations and do fucking nothing for a year. She writes herself a note in a notebook that says some shit about how she loves herself, then she's not depressed anymore. I think that just means you're schizophrenic if you're writing to yourself in a different voice, but whatever. Whatever. What I'm curious, though, like we've talked, we've touched it a little bit. You, t- you talked about it, how she, her, uh, she's so special, and her depression is so unique, and her insight is so uh, worthy of writing a 300 plus page book and then getting a movie uh, made, and that we should all go see. Why did why did that work? Because it worked. She is wealthy. People bought it. Why? I don't. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it just hits like a like a slightly sad middle aged white lady sweet spot somehow. Yeah, was this a, like that's clearly like the target like audience book? for this. It seems like it would have been. I'm an sure book. it probably was. I can't imagine it. I'm not sure being. my mom has read this. Yeah, she's read everything. I but definitely get, get Kathy's opinion on this. <laughs> I'd like to hear her feedback. <laughs> but 
Yeah. That was, yeah, it was fascinating. And I think, I do think there's a huge market for this stuff, right? And I assume there are other yeah. pieces of, like, it's, it's just a cycle. Like, there's a group of yeah, I'm trying to people in the world who just go through this material. to this, but... Well, I just don't... I can't imagine finding her journey inspiring. But supposedly people have. I can absolutely see where people would find this inspiring. People who haven't thought about this stuff before. People who never... Like, people who grew up in the suburbs are having the suburbs. And all of a sudden, holy shit, there's a whole world out there, and I had no idea what any of it was. She writes about it very cleanly. Uh, Which, she's not a bad writer. I just no. think she sucks. Yeah, it's just the ideas are garbage. The, and her jokes are bad. Yeah. I didn't know they were jokes. Yeah, there's some jokes, and she they're not those, funny. No, I didn't notice any. I had to think about the, me- the, the metaphors, too, that she uses all the time that are terrible that I stopped marking after a while. Cause yeah. They were just yeah, no, I was marking the bad jokes for a while, and then eventually I stopped because I was like, why bother? She's very was very pleased with herself when she was writing this. Yeah. I can imagine her like high fiving herself via the notebook when she was doing this. <laughs> like when but, I tell a joke that I love and no yeah, one else does yep, and I high five yep. myself. Yeah, like kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah, pretty like, much like that, but for three hundred pages. pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good synopsis of the book, actually. <laughs> high five. She's high five. Is her patting herself. herself on the back for three hundred pages? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the second she met this Richard guy, she's like, oh. Finally, I can write a hundred pages about this person. Well, and she travels around the world for like enlightenment, and it's some dude from Texas who's the one who actually like helps her do something. So basically, people in India are garbage, except for this dude from Texas who showed me some stuff, kind of. Well, and it was like the one monk she had a connection with was like an American dude. Yeah. So like, I mean, uh, supposedly her guru, which the fact that she has someone she calls her guru makes me want to punch a wall it's a deal breaker yeah. um is an indian woman but she's never even there yeah it's just like a bunch of like westerners who are hanging out meditating so you get like the india light experience basically like they'll go down to the village and buy like touristy shit every once in a while but she's basically just hanging out there doing her like well she was gonna thing. travel more but god told her she needed to stay at the ashram and yeah that's right. that's definitely what that is continue because she's important enough that fucking god talks to her <laughs> there it is yeah this is, a, this is another schizophrenia sign I think. <laughs> what, what did god tell you to do who did he tell you to kill <laughs> that's why she had to leave the country for a year <laughs> we never hear what happens to her husband ex-husband afterwards that's right that's true like he's there, they're divorced, and then he is out of the picture for a while. Yeah, she makes it very clear nobody should try to contact him or reach out to him. Just, just We're just going to let him go. It was a very ugly divorce, apparently. And apparently getting divorced in New York is difficult. Well, but she, she was trying so hard to be the bigger person. She was just going to give him everything, and he was just being so petty about all of it. Fuck that. You know she was awful during this entire process, I'm sure. She did have. Wasn't there the one like younger girl that she was cleaning with? Didn't didn't she make pals oh, with her? Oh, she's in like it? scrubbing the floor or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. With the cracked glasses. The tomboy girl. Yeah. Yes. But I think that goes. Yeah. The what did you say? Fetishizing uh, other cultures. That yeah. seemed. And if I recall correctly, like there were a number of references to people from any other culture as animals, right? Like, didn't. Isn't that some of the metaphors she uses? I think she probably. Be. I thought yeah. I remembered that. Um, I, I had a bunch of uh, offensive, like 
cultural references. So, do you have them down? Uh, she talks about Cambodian boat people at one point, which I found somewhat problematic. Also talks about a wise old Chinaman at one oh, point. Oh, that's right. Which is fucked she up. She used that word. She used yeah. Chinaman, yeah. I don't which remember Which I think that. she's talking about it as a film stereotype, but still, like, you don't use that language casually. Also the part where she and the, uh, like, the the Indonesian dude who lived in America and then got deported because of, like, Patriot Act bullshit. Yeah. They just, like, say homo to each other. Like, oh, casually. my God, I marked that. Yeah. It's like, you can't. No, no. He may not fully appreciate what that means, but you clearly do, and you cannot do that. That's right? not cool. And that's not cool. Yeah. You can't just... I'm not even in 2004 was that cool. Yeah. yeah. Like... Well, I think in the in the intro, she went into... I think she referred, used the word spazzy a couple times, and then went to... I think she mocked Louis Farrakhan, which, I mean... It, <laughs> You can you can make a case against what Louis Farrakhan did. That's a bold move. White she lady. said, uh, I think Gypsy, <laughs> Gypsy was in there once, which is uh, yeah. its own thing. Like, um, not the preferred nomenclature. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that speaks to the audience that this is written for, too. So, like, people who, you know, aren't aware of things and won't see these as problems. There's just like the like wink and the nod. Those people are kind of like that, right? Sort of thing, I yeah. think, in it, but maybe not. I don't know. That's that's yeah. That Guys, can we up. talk about what a food boner she has in the first third of the book? Yes. Yeah. All she fucking does in Italy is eat, and she just talks about her meals in like excruciating detail, and I don't care. I feel like she probably has, like, a photo album somewhere that's just, like, pictures of all her food from that trip. <laughs> probably. That she occasionally just, like, touches herself while looking at it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, could I mean, that. I'm not ruling anything out. Well, she, she specifically didn't have sex when she was in Italy, so she's got to be doing something. Right. Well, she does if, uh, she talk does, about... She does talk about masturbating. Masturbating bit, eventually. But, yeah. Yeah. In Italy, or is that a little later? When she's I in Indonesia. In, yeah. 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 She was, yeah. like, trying not to date that guy. And then she goes into her fantasies, which I thought maybe were... The uh, Bill Clinton one? Yes! Yes! That is, that is very distressing. It was, like, what, a room full of, like, young, young men? Young women? It was, like, it was a weird, weird deal. Um, oh, I didn't mark any of this. I don't know why. Bill Clinton one's on 287, I believe. See? Oh, that's awesome. Isaac's so helpful. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let me see. She says, nothing was really working tonight. Not the firemen, not the pirates, not that pervy old Bill Clinton standby scene that usually does the trick. Not even the Victorian gentlemen crowding around me in their drawing room with their task force of nubile young maids. Yes, I joined those two what together. What the fuck? Nubile young... I don't, I don't know where she's going with that. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I don't... I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Liz. Pervy old Bill. What do you think she's? What do you <laughs> think that means to her? The pervy old Bill Clinton. What's that scenario? Is like she a, like imagining that she's Monica or something? That, that was my thought. And like she's the, an the cigar kind of thing. Yeah. Doing that. Okay. Potentially makes sense. Dress staining, etc. But okay. I guess that could be like a late '90s fantasy for some people. I don't know. Yeah. I never really thought of Bill Clinton as being especially attractive, but no. you know, if you're into a power thing, I guess it makes sense. I but guess. he could play the saxophone as well, and he wore sunglasses, which 
I'm no expert, but... That <laughs> sounds pretty cool. I've she's never... a soft spot for emotional saxophone. <laughs> no. yeah. If all else fails, put on some sunglasses. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else does she do in Italy that offends me? Uh, oh, just the fucking fact that she and these other, like expats get together and are just like I just wanted to spend a few months learning Italian because it's such a beautiful we language. We have these fucking assholes who can just take like three months off from whatever to go to Italy and just live and learn the language. Mm-hmm. That must be nice that you it's, can yeah, just it's nice for you. step out of your life for a while. Congratulations. To pick up a language for no reason other than you have this like overly romanticized idea in your... There's that one part where she talks about like the origin of it- Italian and why it's such a beautiful language, which was also garbage. But oh, how they took like the most beautiful parts of the beautiful dialects. Yeah, yeah. And then made it. Was it Venetian? That sounds Maybe. right. I don't really remember. Also, but. that doesn't sound linguistically possible to me. Probably not. Because that's not how language works. It's <coughs> not uh, prescriptive. You can't just tell everybody they speak this way now. That might be like the formalized. Well, you can. Version. You just have to kill the people who speak otherwise, oh. and then it just it selects. Okay, all right. But and okay. you don't even have to kill all of them. You just got to kill a bunch right well, off scare, the front. Yeah, scare most of them into changing. To talking then. right. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. What other Italy stuff is obnoxious? Uh. Oh, I had a note about her, like, random uh, lingerie spree when she just buys a bunch of, like, expensive shit for, like, no reason. Mm -hmm. That she has no real intention of using. Yeah, that is just, like... Never comes up again. And she can lug it around or do whatever with it and, you know... She just brought it home because she, like, went home for Christmas or something? Yeah. She went back to the U.S. in between Italy and India, so she just brought it home with her because she was like, I'm not going to need this in India. Well, she needed to take a break from all that vacation. Yeah. Recharge her batteries to go on more vacation. Throw an extra three thousand dollars worth of plane tickets in there. That's impressive. Like, what? seriously, if you had the money and the means to do it, if somebody like threw that money at you, would you go to a different place and just like hang out? I mean, maybe. What would yeah. it cost, like in today's money, like to spend four months in Italy just farting around? I do wonder what her what her advance was. That she was it had to be significant. Living off of because she didn't make any money all that time. I mean, if she had a few a few books already, she could probably get. I don't I don't know what their well, sales like were, she but had probably some decent savings, enough. Yeah, and she acknowledged uh, leftovers from in the divorce. There's some like there's one set of family members. I think she came for money too. She seems like she came yeah. for money. Uh, oh, I wish I could find farm? a way to properly acknowledge my cherished Uncle Terry and Aunt Deborah for all the help they gave me during this year of travel. Mm. So. To call it mere technical support is to diminish the importance of their contributions. Yeah, so that, that's clearly cash. Yeah. Yeah, didn't she say she grew up on a farm? In Minnesota. She's yeah. Minnesotan. Oh, gross. Yeah, she is. Well, luckily, I'm not. Oh. I just live here. What are you? I'm a Washingtonian. Okay. I mean, I guess, I mean, I've lived here a long time, but I, I don't feel Minnesotan. I don't know what that means. But people talk about stuff, and I, once in a while, and I'm like, I've lived here for a long time, but I still don't get it. I well, don't so, know what that thing is. Like it's what? so hard to make friends here, though. Oh, it's true, because Minnesotans are standoffish, yep. allegedly. Yep, definitely like that. It's like, I have lots of Minnesotan friends. Yeah. 
That's just that's yeah. That's it's my, like really good at making improv. friends. Well, that helps. Take a class, guys. Take a class. Yeah, take a class. Do improv. <laughs> Get into the prov. <laughs> God. Can you imagine Elizabeth Gilbert taking an improv class? Yes, I can. She would be so can. insufferable. And then she'd write articles about like how it changed her view on things and how God spoke to her in that improv scene. <laughs> I'm scanning my brain right now to see if I have taken an improv class with Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> I mean, I may have. I took a lot of 100-level improv classes. Every one in town, I took it. I maybe. We'll keep it as a maybe. Just once in a while, she has like a really like a terrible metaphor. Like, you're on page ninety-seven. She's talking about she went for a day or two. I to think I have this one. Her aunt and uncle came to town, and they went to Tuscany for a weekend or whatever. And she went for a walk and to look at the celebrated butcher shops there, and. I'm just going to read you this little passage here. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, These celebrated butcher shots were the finest cuts of meat I've seen in all of Italy are displayed with a you-know-you-want-it sensuality in shops across town. So is she, like, slut-shaming the meat? Is that what this is? Sausages of every imaginable size, color, and derivation are stuffed like ladies' legs into provocative stockings swinging from the ceilings of the butcher shops. Lusty buttocks of hams hanging in the windows beckoning like Amsterdam's high-end hookers. The chickens look so plump and contented, even in death, that you imagine they offered themselves, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she wants to fuck the meat. And the chickens were asking for it, too, apparently. Mm -hmm. Everything in Italy is fucking. Fucking, fucking, fucking. Yeah. Well... Wasn't uh, that, that, in that, like, what the word is? Was it it Luca Spaghetti who said... Isn't sex is the word for... The word for Rome is sex. Yeah. Yeah, because you can sum up any place with one singular word. It's true. That's how places work. What is she? <laughs> she like, it's called the name of the place. She has to think about hers forever. And is it that one that's like the crossing over thing? Is that her word? Oh, I forget what it is. Um, it's it's so she passed, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I took a note about that. but Atraversiamo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which also, spoiler alert, is how the book ends. But yeah, I knew it was on the last page. so Atraversiamo. Uh, means let's cross the street fuck this shit. and she just thinks it sounds cool so she no but it's crossing over it's so much more significant than that oh is it a metaphor a shitty one yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think I have that mm. yeah uh, what, what else sucked about Italy she um, talks about how like um, apparently in the past like like since she'd been there in the 90s or whatever like there's a way less sexual harassment on the streets and she, but she was worried she was disappointed too that she didn't get like she's called. like she's like i'm all old and divorced and in my 30s now so nobody wants me and then everyone was just like they just don't do it that much anymore but maybe also you're gross terrible yeah 34 it, all shriveled up and that's how old i am I've i'm a desiccated corpse yeah pretty much so and I'm the youngest person in this room. Patrice is younger than you. Oh, that's true. Our fish is younger. How old is your fish? Uh, we've had her for almost two years. Was she a baby when you got her? I don't think so. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know how long it takes for a beta fish to grow up. She's wise beyond her years. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
She's uh, she's writing her memoirs inside of her uh, pineapple. There's oh. a pineapple in there. She hides in there. Sometimes she goes, she'll just stick her head in and her fins will be sticking out the window and it's adorable. <laughs> That's sort yes. of how I felt while reading most of this. <laughs> just want to hide in my pineapple, pretend it's not happening. But. I would like to note just, just uh, for the first 150 pages, I forced myself to read 25 pages every day. That was how I read this book. God, how could you limit yourself to only 25? Usually I broke it up into like 16 and 9. <laughs> he had to do multiple sittings. Take, take a breather in between. Yeah, like walk the dog, get some coffee. Go back for nine more. Uh, I guess it seemed like she was like on the edge of a nervous breakdown, so she like up something else. You know, Sorry, to you? go somewhere and just chill and eat a bunch sounds nice. Sure, sure, I take it. But it just made me mad that she could do that. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, like, not for a second would I turn this down. If somebody gave me money to do what she did, I would do it. I would do it. I would write every And be like, you last, have to write a memoir. <laughs> yeah, I'll write every last horrible thought that comes into my head if you want me to do this. That's fine. I'll you tell you talk about, about how sexy the meat is? My Bill Clinton fantasy. I will tell you all about it. Just give me, like, $20,000. I don't care. Minor thing that I forgot about, but that is in this section, where she talks about, uh, she's talking about, like, why she loves traveling, what, sure. whatever. But she mentions that when she was 16, she saved up her babysitting money to go to Russia. Like, It's a lot of babysitting. Yeah, how do you... Also, she would be a terrible babysitter. <laughs> Just, like, bad. Either would not keep track of the kids or would, like, talk to them endlessly about her, like, teenage love life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was definitely going to counseling. Slash prob- probably steal some of the parents' liquor just, like, a little bit, but not even, like, artfully, or, like, transparently. <laughs> but they wouldn't say anything because they felt bad for her, probably. I mean, I like this picture you're painting. I'm, I'm willing to go with it. I thought I thought I'm willing to follow you bit, there. But, yeah. Sad, sad teenage Lizzie, sad Liz. Lizzie Gilbert. Lizzie Gilbert, yeah. What'd she say? She had her first, like, spiritual crisis at the age of nine. I don't remember that part. She did, because she was worried about turning 10. She thought life was going too fast. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And, like, clearly this is a child with an anxiety disorder. Yeah, yeah, like, no, very much so. That's The whole book is just, like, she has, like, major anxiety. And so she keeps trying to find ways to, to treat it that aren't, like, uh, things that <laughs> actually work. That mute her precious brain. Yeah. No, heaven forbid she put dirty, dirty Western medicine in her body to help regulate her brain chemicals so she can function better. Well, we wouldn't have had this masterpiece if she was properly medicated, so... That's true. She did come... That uh, notebook breakthrough did come after she stopped taking her Wellbutrin, which is a great idea. Yeah, you should definitely I mean, go cold turkey off of not that. Not a great idea, because I once did that with my Prozac, and it was awful. <laughs> but yeah, I remember... In the early 90s, I remember reading in Spin Magazine, uh, the lead singer of New Order went on Prozac for like maybe a month, six weeks, just, I don't think he even had any, maybe he had depression, but he went on it specifically to see if he could still write songs, and he said he couldn't do it anymore, just couldn't write, so he went off of it. Maybe she read that article too. Maybe she also... I have a lot of problems with that experiment. (laughs) First of all, you shouldn't take medication if you don't have the symptoms for it. That's just a bad idea. Uh, second of all, uh, Prozac takes like 
six to eight weeks to like even start working. But you might have side effects before then. Um, So anyway, not scientific. There's a pretty decent chance I've saved all of those spin magazines and I'll be revisiting them (laughs) (laughs) at my parents' house. We'll see what kind of case I can build. Mm. So I stand in the shadow of Joe Kenda. There he is, our cardboard cutout. He's lurking behind Adam. Hey, hey. Um, Who creeps the creeper? <laughs> he does. Remember when she went to India to the ashram and she met her new best friend Richard from Texas? Richard from Texas. Oh, that's his real name. Do you know what's his real Texas. name? Yeah. The only character in the book whose name is real. Dude is uh, he's real as fuck. <laughs> yeah. My my favorite um, thing is that the very first thing he said to her was, "Man, they got mosquitoes around this place big enough to rape a chicken." Oh, folksy rape reference. And then they became best friends. <laughs> folksy rape reference. <laughs> yeah, just sneak that in there, and that's fun. Mm. Hey, groceries. Yeah, he calls her groceries. That's a terrible nickname. Yeah. Because she likes awful. to eat. Like, there are so many better nicknames. Like, call her a vacuum cleaner or something else that consumes things. Hey, groceries. Hoover. <laughs> yeah. See, even that's better than groceries. Ah, oh, but it's, again, it's folksy. Although I feel like it's also good because it's just like a nothing nickname for like a nothing person, so. <laughs> Here's what I keep wondering is that throughout the book, so she makes all these friends, and I just wonder... Are these people as boring as she is? Yes. Yeah, or are they, they just like, really she's American, so that gives her a personality. Oh, sure. Just flashing like, that, flashing that, uh, that cash around. Yeah. People, people flock to it. Are they just, to- like, are they just really tolerating her? Oh, God. Hi, Liz, writing a book again. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to see this told from the perspective of, like, one of the other people. Like, oh, okay, are you crying about your divorce again? Because you're the only person who's ever been divorced? Yep, yep. Oh, uh, yeah, crying about that divorce again? <laughs> <laughs> right now, a book about that? The basically, basically, that's what Richard says every time he sees her in the ashram. He's like, what do you think about your ex? Because she's also got how's, that ex-boyfriend. How's David? How's David? How's David? She's like, I'm not thinking about David. But she's thinking she's about thinking David. David. She's always thinking about she's David. She's always thinking about David. Mm, you're going to do the geet? You gonna do the Gita? Oh, the Guru Gita. Yeah. 182 verses of garbage. Oh, it's yep. so hard to be on vacation and have to do something. They it's have like to get the- up at 3.30 in the morning to meditate. Right. Yeah, it's stupid. What a nightmare. I mean, I'm awake at that time, but I haven't gone to bed yet. I'd do it. It sounds horrible. I would 100% do that. I want to be fully transparent about that. I would do it. I would not do it. If I was living in an ashram in India, I would get up at three in the... Well, I would get up whenever they told me, and I would do whatever they told me for as long as I was... Well, I would give them maybe six weeks. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, would, I would try it, I guess. Sure. But I would be very reluctant. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. God, the India section is rough. She's just really struggling with meditating and it's I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a real that's a tough problem to have honestly right she's having trouble meditating I mean, everyone faces their struggles but few things are worse than <laughs> not really clicking with your meditation I, I mean it was like reading about somebody trying to find the right 
paint color to match their couch or <laughs> whatever what the appropriate shade of white <laughs> uh, something equally just like mind-numbingly boring and just like no one cares but eggshell isn't quite right i'm looking for more of an ecru yeah but like all that struggle that she goes through all the uh, like the detail the detail the geek the stuff like that when she finally crosses into the ethereal plane it's amazing right it's just, it's like there's a real payoff there. Yeah. I don't know about that. It's I like, not, I was listen, not seeing it. If you do it enough, I'm sure you feel some shit. I mean, I used to be religious. I felt some shit sometimes. I don't think it was God. No, I don't, I don't think there's any, like, actual legitimate spiritual thing to it. I feel like there are probably, I don't know, there's probably, like, brain stuff that happens yeah. when you just do sort of like repetitive activities like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think you can train your brain to release the kind of chemicals that make you feel like you're having a spiritual experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, like I've done that running where like I just run and you just keep running and if you just keep doing it long enough, eventually your brain will be like, okay, that's enough physical pain. Here's, here's some stuff that'll make you feel better about what you've just done to your body. Uh, and I think, yeah, maybe sitting in one place and like focusing your energy, maybe it's a... Uh, Clearly, it works for some people, but it works for a lot of people. A lot of people do that stuff. Yeah. And, well, and it's supposed to be helpful to, like, manage stress and uh, all sorts of other shit. I'm not interested in meditating, but, you know, I sometimes do activities that are somewhat meditative, like work on jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles. I think What's Monet? Yeah, it's a Monet. It's really hard. <laughs> it's the one I'm working on right now. Yeah, some people think it's boring, or they get frustrated if they don't, like, if they, they're like, oh, I, I've been looking at this for five minutes and I haven't put a piece in yet. It's like, it's all about the process, man. How long do you leave them when they're done? Um, it depends. If I'm done puzzling for the night, I might leave it for a day or two until mm-hmm. I decide to start a new one. But if I'm not done puzzling, I'll immediately put it back in the box and start a new one. Oh, that's so zen. <laughs> I've never thought of myself as zen, but with puzzles, I just, you know, it's not about, I like finishing. It's great. But then I just want to keep doing puzzles. So I do a new one. Yeah, people are like, mm, like frame it or some shit. Like, first of all, no, that's dumb to frame a puzzle. Yeah, I don't care if I frame people who frame puzzles because it's dumb. Uh, but also, like, I have done hundreds and hundreds of puzzles like honk honk where would I put them (laughs) I don't know anyway so I'm not like mad at meditation per se plenty of people do it even people I don't hate right but I just don't want to hear about it in excruciating detail no I think that's uh yeah yep I agree and my hope, like, deep down, I have this great hope is, like, all, a great many of the popular, uh, the people who bought this, the, the people who love it, like, went farther. Like, like well, don't treat this as tried, a textbook. Tried for, like, a couple days. Took, what? like, one half-assed meditation class or something, and then, like, crapped out after went two weeks. Went to the community center and, like, did it. I don't know. I'm, I'm But then they had to go home and, like finish their office work and like put their kids to bed and then just wanted to like drink some wine and watch like fucking Big Bang Theory or something 
Which makes me want it for them even more. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you're describing what I see is like the target market for this book. That's the target market. Like that's the people who ate it up, right? Who were like, "This is so good." And it was I don't know. It was weird when I put out the call on on Facebook for like, "Hey, who's got a copy of this book?" And it was like I started getting so many people who were like, "Oh, I love that book. I have a copy. I love that book. I love that book." Like, all right. Well, I'm gonna read it. Too bad you can't be friends with them anymore. Uh, we'll find out. This will, <laughs> this will probably show up somewhere on the feed, and then they're gonna listen to like five minutes of this, and then they're like gonna decide if they still like me or not. Well, I am curious to find out, like, for people who like this, like, why they like it, what they get out of it, what it does for them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because it does nothing for me, and so I want to understand like why this is popular, and why people respond to it for whatever reason. But well, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but like. <coughs> The struggle she's going through with controlling her thoughts during meditation and, like, her tendency to, like, ruminate and dwell on the negative things in her life, a.k.a. her exes, um, those are classic symptoms of anxiety and depression. Yes, like, standard obsessive thought patterns. Right. And and learning to recognize those patterns um, and learning to see the negative thoughts and be able to acknowledge them and then let them go. I mean, that's just, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. Right. Like, that is what a trained therapist can teach you to do. Or a fucking workbook or something. Like, you don't have to go sit in a cave in India for four months to learn how to do this unless you're Elizabeth Gilbert. No. Um, You do it because you can, not because you need to. Uh, yeah. But if she needs to believe that it's God... Who's helping her? God's really invested in her situation, I think. Then, I mean, I guess. I mean, because at the beginning, she's having, like, some serious, like, suicidal ideation. Like, she needed help. Right. But then she just, like, does reckless things. Is like, I'm just going to stop taking my meds. I'm not going to talk to anybody about it. And then I'll just try and eat enough noodles and pray. And hopefully my depression never comes back. I feel like it's like angsty teen levels of processing that are happening there yeah like this is not like a mature you know 30 something woman this is someone who like is gonna go slam the door to her room and turn up her music really loud after she gets divorced what do you think she listens to when she's angry four nine blondes paula cole that's my guess. <laughs> i don't wanna wait that's exactly what i was thinking that's really dramatic after you slam the door Crank it up. <laughs> I, like, I like four-hound blondes, though, too. That's good. Probably about age-appropriate for her, too, maybe. But Yeah, I mean, if she was 34 in 2004, that makes her 40... Well, that's math. 51? Is she 51? How do you think she's dealing with this? You were like, people who never had it before are, like, now experiencing anxiety and depression. Like, I, I have to wonder how Elizabeth Gilbert's doing right now. I think she's built up a smugness empire that nothing can just nothing can pierce. If she's got a TED talk and a podcast, well, and I feel like when she she does like book readings for other stuff or does talk like talks like that, she has enough of a like surrounding of groupies who are just going to stroke her ego and tell her how awesome she is and how much they admire her that that's enough to like insulate her from like real world shit. Although, I mean, probably in real life, like. Because at the end of the book, she's like, yeah, I, I ate and prayed and loved, and uh, now I'm cured. But it's like, 
that's not how mental health works. Mm-mm. Like she's clearly had major anxiety since she was a child. Like it's gonna recur. Well, she, and she, she's found some coping methods, but like she can't do this forever. Like she, eventually she's gonna go back to her normal life and have stressors and triggers and is gonna need to find a way to like deal with her shit in the real world. But she she and her Brazilian lover are gonna have their you know, multi continental relationship. Positive they're not together. They're not. Yeah. Somebody yeah. spoiled that for me. They're they're totally not together. Well, that clearly wasn't gonna work out. So where did, where did she go to to you know cleanse herself of that breakup? Um. Some some know. sort of like probably like letter Belize. cluster. So what Belize? I think Belize would be on the list. Ooh, Belize. So Belize. Um, Bhutan. Bhutan. Yeah. She, oh, she went to Bhutan. She went to some like uh, Buddhist monasteries, like up in the Himalayas. But then, like somewhere like easy, like Iceland, like four months in Iceland, just looking at like geysers. <laughs> <laughs> looking. She's looking for the little people, the elves. Are there geysers in Iceland? I should probably figure that out before I. I'm, go I, think yeah, I think there are. Yeah, because it's a volcanic. Activity. Yeah. So there have to be I'm hot sure springs and stuff. Yeah. I think, but. Yeah, she went to find out what the Icelanders can teach her about. Well, she went to look for fairies, yeah. first of all. Those are the elves that they believe in there. I think there are fairies the also. The hidden people. That they like, they'll be like, hey, uh, elves live in this hill, so you can't build a road across it. And then they like literally will not build a road across it build the road around. Oh, you're not making this shit up. I thought you were off. No, that's for real. That's a real thing that happens in Iceland. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Well, now I've learned my new thing for the day. Yep. Enough people believe enough in elves that they're just like, we're just not going to fuck with it, just in case. I guess the Alabama Senate race makes more sense now. (laughs) Humans are dumb. Yep. And awful. True. Like, you might not even be vindictive. They're just idiots. (laughs) Oh, here, I just happened to be turned to one of her bad jokes. She's talking to um, the Irish dude at the ashram. Um, what, page, what page are you on? There? I'm on 154. It doesn't really matter, but he's talking about how he tried to tell his dad about like how cool meditating is, and his dad's like, dude, I'm already chill. Yeah, that's right. And Folksy. And uh, sh- he, she's like, but I don't have a quiet mind, and neither does Sean, because we're fucking special. And then at the end of that paragraph, she uh, oh, makes a bad joke oh. about her anxiety. Forgot about this. The other day in prayer, I said to God, look, I understand that an unexamined life is not worth living, but do you think I could someday have an unexamined lunch? <laughs> so... Oh, no, because she's like an obsessive foodie, which we already established, so. Her comedy is like, whoa. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's like... It's like bad dad jokes. Mom jokes. Or mom jokes. But that's, that's, her, that's her audience. She, she's writing to moms. That's true. My mom's actually the park funny, with though, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're like recurring, recurring conversations with the, the creator of the universe, who clearly is invested in Elizabeth Gilbert and her specific life. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. There's all this shit going on in the world, but you and your your feelings and your very valid anxiety are worthy of attention. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I did, I did appreciate every, did very, very rarely, and there may be like three or four spots in the entire book where she actually talks about like real world shit. Like, I think mostly in like Indonesia, because there are all those references to like the Bali bombing and other like terrorist shit mm-hmm. and like nationalist massacres and stuff like that. But it's just like a blip, and then it just goes back to her for the rest of the time. Yeah. So it's like there is a real world, but that's boring. I'm the, I'm the fascinating part, so let's talk about me more. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what happened to her uh, guitar-playing friend who got uh, deported after 9-11. Uh, I assume he's probably still in Indonesia. Yo, yeah, no. He and his wife, his American wife. Trump, sure Trump welcomed divorced. him back with open arms after he read this <laughs> in his book club. But he wasn't even Muslim. Which yeah, is it's like just a, fine if he's Muslim. She but... made a big deal out of how he was Christian, and so that made it unfair. It's yep, like, yep. No, it's shitty. One, I have to find the other spot with this. I think it's like right after that where she's... So this is right, right after she makes reference to, to one of the sort of massacres that happens in Indonesia, just because I'm thinking about this now. She has this like casual discussion about like visa fraud where she just like pays people off so she can stay in the country longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, because she's only allowed to stay in Bali for one month. Which I thought was great. And then like... Literally, like, ten pages later, she talks about, like, what bullshit the Patriot Act is. When that guy had, like, a legitimate claim to stay in the country and got Mm -hmm. fucked. And she just thinks because she's, like, you know, a white American, she can come there and do whatever. And then it's fine to just circumvent the, like, immigration system, apparently, for her to do whatever. Listen, Uh, the country's already corrupt. She didn't corrupt it. Well, another spot I marked at the beginning, the very beginning of that section, which I think is pretty indicative of her shit, is... uh, when she comes in, she's not. She has this plan to stay there for a long time. Uh, to Bali. Yeah, and she says, and the direct quote: "It hadn't occurred to me that the Indonesian government would be anything less than delighted to host me in their country for just as long as I please to stay." <laughs> Fuck you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Isaac put his bookmark back into that book with some force. With, with vigor. Yes. <laughs> uh, just like really. You don't think there's any tongue in cheek to that? I don't give her that much credit for I that. Think, yeah, no, I mean, she's trying to be self-deprecating, but she's too smug to make it work. Yeah, like, it's there. there's a lot of truth to the joke, I think, with that one, that she thinks, well, you know, I can just go around and do whatever, and then, God forbid, they, you know, hold me to standards that other people are held to, basically. Right. Because the whole book is about her being exceptional, and so this is, like, one time someone tries to not do that. But then she just throws money at it later on, and it's fine, so. Yeah. Which is also pretty representative of her and her experience. Right. Yeah, I do feel like she threw that out like a couple times, maybe three or four times, where she like acknowledges that she comes from this massive stack of privilege. And like that seemed like she felt was a license to just like do the rest of this. Right, she's not very reflective about that. She recognizes it, but just doesn't think about what that actually means. Well, and, like, the whole th- theoretically well-meaning, but when she, like, raises money for her, uh, like... Oh, for her friend. For the house yeah. or whatever. She raises money to buy a house for her friend. It's very much like this nice white lady doing something for this poor brown lady, basically. And you can tell she's, like, really pleased with herself. Well, and then she has to resort she to does threats. Thinking to take the money away. Because she thinks that her friend is trying to shake her down for more money well they're just like that that's how they that's how they treat western people they gotta hustle constantly Mm -hmm. survival mode 
Um, I have one thing um, from India that I just want to go back to real quick. Um, this is where I wrote "fuck you" and then circled it. Found <laughs> it. Oh, you wrote it vertically. Yeah, nice. I nice. don't know why I did it that way. Um, it's on page one eighty-eight, and it's so it's after she. Um, so she like did some like marathon. Yeah, I have this one too. What the fuck was it? Oh, she went to like up to some tower. With a well, because she gets to go to the special place to to pray and meditate too. Yeah, some guy from New Zealand gave her like a list of things she should meditate on, which are basically just like let that shit go. And so she goes up there and she meditates and like f- finally decides she's over her divorce. Which spoiler alert, she's not. Well, can I can I? On that same page, so like the um, the middle of one eighty seven, mm-hmm. when she's talking about letting stuff go, it's it's like basic compartmentalizing. Like she's not letting any of it go. She's just more aware of pushing it off to the side. Like this is not progress. This is just a way for her to like rationalize something happening. And then I assume the the next part you're going to talk about at the top of one eighty eight. Yeah. So she feels as though it's finally over. She's not going to dwell on this anymore. Um, so she is up on the roof or whatever, and she does a fucking handstand to celebrate. Yeah. That's the um, thing that happens. And so she... I'm just going to read you this part. It's dumb. So this kind of thing, a spontaneous handstand, isn't something a disembodied cool blue soul can do, but a human being can do it. We have hands. We can stand on them if we want to. That's our privilege. That's the joy of a mortal body. And that's why God needs us, because God loves to feel things through our hands. Fuck you, circled on the page. Yeah, that's this like is what I added to that. Freshman in college smoking weed for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like God is feeling my dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she thinks. I mean, insert cards here, but. <sighs> yeah. The worst. Anyway, I just I, I yeah. found I found where no, that's a re- that's a really good really moment. Needed to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so a couple other things from that section that I remembered. From so I, India. Yeah, I found the spot where she talks about her word, um, where she figures out what her word is, and her word is uh, basically it translates as one who lives at the border. So this person who's like in between things. And so she's like special because she can't be class. What this feet? Okay. Uh, she says it's in between her. He was a border dweller. He lived in sight of both worlds, but he looked toward the unknown. And he was a scholar. So this person that she's talking about, the word that it sort of represents. She just she just sees shit that other people can't see. Dude, you're a white American woman. You don't live in any fucking liminal space. Yeah, she does not. At that part, especially like I went into this book, uh, especially seeing what people had written about it. Wondering if this would take over my uh, top spot as least favorite book of all time. It did not, but that that section right there <laughs> linked to my least favorite book of all time, which is uh, Zen and the Art of Mot- Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm. Uh, same concept. Oh, maybe we right should there. read that. Yeah, I haven't read that. Oh, we should add just, that to the list, though. It's the only book I've ever finished of just pure spite. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That sounds kind of amazing now. Fuck that guy. I kind of want to. Oh, yeah, maybe that should be our, our next yeah. date read. 
That might be the first podcast I ever listened to. <laughs> You're not going to listen to this one? I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know if I made that clear up front. Yeah, no, I know you don't. Okay. But it's, it's the words. So that, that, that was bullshit. And then um, I think the one thing that made me... I think, I think you were in the room where it was like... I said something like, fuck this. Are you fucking kidding me? Or something <laughs> like that. When she makes that like bullshit, like losing my religion joke. Oh, oh God. That made me want to kill everything. I hate her so much. Yeah, that was, that was the worst. That was maybe the moment I was the maddest in the entire book. <laughs> Just like, are you... Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, that was, that was horrific. So... And then she goes to Indonesia to hang out with this old dude who doesn't even remember her. Nope. How could he not remember her, though? She's so special. She's a unique and wonderful snowflake. So she, like, hangs out with him, but also just, like, rides her bike around and makes some friends and then meets this Brazilian dude. And he basically, like, talks her into having an affair with him. Is it an affair? Like maybe I'm I mean, you can call it a love affair, even if no a love affair. Cheating. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the kind of affair. Neither they're both divorced. God, and no one can understand divorce, but another divorced person because it's literally the worst thing that could happen to you. Right. Can I clarify my uh, my fuck all this note? <laughs> Please. I don't. They're, they're, I don't want you to leave any. There are two unturned. spots. Well, it's just it's, so. Let me see. Yes, this is on two fifty nine. I'll just read the entire paragraph because it makes me want to kill everything. Sure. Uh, Now my days are divided into natural thirds. I spend my mornings with Wyan at her shop, laughing and eating. I spend my afternoons with Katut, the medicine man, talking and drinking coffee. I spend my evenings in my lovely garden, either hanging out by myself and reading a book, or sometimes talking with Yudi, who comes over to play his guitar. Every morning I meditate while the sun comes up over the rice fields, and before bedtime I speak to my four spirit brothers and ask them to watch over me while I sleep. And so that was my fuck all this note where it's like, really? Like, this is your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> at the top of the next page, I had something where she talks about praying, praying while she's riding her bike, whatever. She says, most of my prayers are expressions of sheer gratitude for the fullness of my contentment. I've never felt less burdened by myself or by the world. And my note was because you don't have a fucking job, because that's like pretty much this entire book. Right, she has no responsibilities. She just has free time, so she just hangs out with her friends all day, prays on her bike when she got sort of mowed down by a truck at one point. Oh yeah, she got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. But then has but like she just like scraped her knee. But has like magical, magical indigenous healing powers yep. applied to it, mm-hmm. and so she doesn't get a, a severe infection from mm-hmm. it. Right. Which there's potentially something to, depending on... Also, her friend cured her UTI immediately. Yep, yep. So, that's yeah. good. People are magic. Yep. <laughs> Brown wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be the name of this book, but somebody <laughs> talked her out of it. Someone <laughs> stepped The original in. draft, her editor was like, no, no, no. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm going to walk this one back a little bit. Yeah, I, but I think... I don't know if I had just resigned myself to it by the time the Indonesia section came around or what, but it, that section made me the least angry. I was just like, fine, whatever. Yeah, you probably just gave up. By You're then, just happy now, I guess. Congrats. Yeah. I think so. Like, I didn't even have to hold myself. I just think I just ch- tore off chunks of 25 pages uh, in that. 
Well, that, I read that yeah. whole section today, so it's very fresh. And I was just like, I'm just going to get through this. This is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, yeah, I mean, still, it's what fascinates me most about this whole deal is who's, who's drawing strength from this and, like, what, what are they taking away? Because some people see good things in this. Can you? What do they see? Can you go on Amazon and see what comments are on this? Yeah. I want to see what, like, the four and five star reviews look like. Yeah, like, is this empowering? Is this, like, is this a... It's got a a four star out of, like, 4,000 plus reviews. Like, are there people just living lives that they hate so much that this is the ideal? Like, if I could just get away for a year and get my shit together... Well, there was, there was a shot of her with Oprah there, so oh, this must have been sense. an Oprah book, yeah. but... Yeah. 51% of the reviews on Amazon are, are five stars. Sure. No! Mm. This top review from Lila. Lila. Give it up, Lila. What did I feel when I decided to finally read something from Elizabeth Gilbert? Not just anything. This particular book. I ate the pages with my eyes. I prayed it would never end. I loved every single chapter and metaphor for. She that was going, she was question. going through a divorce. So I guess that's her deal. A great story full of learnings and emotions. Yeah. Soul-searching example of self-help. This is the best book I've ever read, says Christine Rostern. Oh, Christine, I've got a reading list for you. <laughs> One word. Divine. <laughs> Ten million copies. Jesus. Worldwide. Thirty different languages. I'm just looking at the one star reviews now. Are you gonna write one? <laughs> that that one is amazing. One of the few books I made myself finish. This lady could justify anything just by talking in circles. Heaven help those whose life she touches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what all the fuss is about. It's probably one of the worst books I've ever read. Yeah, I had a few of those show up in like on my requests for the book online. Yeah, so nothing, nothing surprising there, I guess. But I don't know what I expected from all the fuss, but it certainly wasn't this. I find this book to be ego-driven and annoying. It took me two years to finish this. Why would you go back? I don't know, man. I like the, the second part of that one. Hmm. Like, someone told me it would be a good book to read while I was in Ubud, so, like, the place in, that she's in in uh, Indonesia. The only good thing to do with this book in Ubud was to throw it into the ravine of the monkey forest. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say, like, for I whatever like, reason you had started reading this book, just for, like, knowing nothing about it, you're sitting in, like, a doctor's office, and it's the one thing on the table. How many pages in uh, before you quit? Depends on how long I have to wait. Yeah. Like, if you were, like, on a family vacation to, like, a cabin or something, and mm-hmm. you, you forgot to bring a book or something, or you finished your book, and this is, like, just lying around, I'd read it. I feel like I could probably have, like, hate-read the first section before I gave up on it, maybe. But I wouldn't have liked it. I'm pretty high tolerance for hate-reading, but this was... <laughs> this was a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've struggled with other ones more, but... Which was of of stuff that we've done, or just in general? The stuff that we've done mostly. What was worse than this? Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Uh-huh. I hate it so much. 
that's more, it seems more, I never read it, but it seems more destructive. Like, this was just harmless shit, right? But Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey is, is, like, aggressive and destructive, yeah? Yeah. It made me really angry. Yeah. A lot more angry than this. Although I did punch the pages of the book a few times. So. I wrote, fuck you vertically. I did. I did. Like waiting for an acrostic to come out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. See Elizabeth Gilbert. Gilbert. I think maybe the biggest detriment for me of all of this is like anytime, like I like to pretend I'm a creative person. I like to pretend I'm producing material, and like this, this stuff sits in the part of my brain that's like you're just writing Eat, Pray, Love, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all you're ever gonna be is like an Eat, Pray, Love that nobody read. Well, like, 10 million people theoretically read this. So. I know. I, if yeah, you turn something think, like this out, you're good. I know. Life. I do think that about really shitty books that are really popular, though. It's like, I'm a better writer than this person, but I can't produce anything. Yeah. And they've made millions. What is life? Yeah. I guess I should go sit in a cave. Yeah. You really need to spend... Just t- take a year to work through that. Okay. And do you want to fund it with your... Absolutely. Sweet, sweet adjunct money. Yep, I'm rolling in it. I didn't tell you about Supporting the other day. Me like you do now. Last night, this dude was talking to me uh, about like, cause I don't know, he just he someone had told him that I do like teaching stuff or whatever, and he asked how long I taught at the at the U, and I told him it was like the fifth year, uh, and he said, oh, you must be like halfway to tenure by now, and like I think his understanding was that it was like, like literally like ten years, was tenure. And so, like, if you taught there that long, you were just, like, good? No, sweetie. Just like, keep showing up on time. Yep, yep. That's not what tenure is. Yeah, it was It was not a conversation I was going to have, but it was just like, like, dude. Let me tell you how academia is Because, dude, <laughs> it's pretty much like this. It's basically just, like, retail, yeah. but with, like, brain stuff. Yeah. Also, but. let's talk about the spelling of tenure. <laughs> tenure. Uh, I have a feeling your friend was 10 year, right? That's how he was spelling it? I think so. Uh, yeah, so this is... This is a book we read. Piece of garbage. Yeah. We read it. The whole thing. Yep. All the pages. I read them. I thought about just like not finishing it, but then I had time, so I did. Well, I feel like this this one and like Fifty Shades, I felt, were, were useful just for like reference purposes. So like yeah. people talk about this shit all the time. At least now I know... Why they're stupid for talking about it all the time? <laughs> kind of right. You can be specific in your resentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like to, I like to really focus my resentment, personalize sure. it whenever mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. So this is I can really you know hone it to a fine point. Uh, Adam, do you have any parting thoughts? No. <laughs> no, that was. I mean, that was a book I read. I'm I'm reading another book that I'm happier to be reading. Yay! Um, so that's fun. Yeah. I've, I'm still just fascinated by the, the 10 million people who read and enjoyed this book. That, to me, is the biggest takeaway. I'm fascinated by that. People have terrible taste. Well, I feel like I want to look around on YouTube, because if there's some sort of Oprah connection, I assume she was probably on Oprah at some point. Yeah. And I, I imagine there being some sort of, like, at least brief, like, audience Q&A. Yeah. Which I feel like would probably be kind of fascinating. Yeah. It's like all the fangirls who are coming just to see her and then ask these like sort of like gushing questions about stuff. I also was divorced and had sads. There are a lot of people out there looking for help. <laughs> so this is probably not the place to look. No, honestly. Don't look here. But look to Lieutenant Joe Kenta. 
as your spirit guide. That's, that's I think my his, advice. His book would be a lot better for trying to work your way through a divorce, honestly. Yeah. Because you could imagine all these different murder scenarios. Yeah, exactly. That Elizabeth Gilbert may or may not have used. <laughs> Never heard Alleg- of that. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. All right, well, we don't know what we're reading next. Yet. Definitely a palate cleanser after this Yeah, definitely though. a palate cleanser. Something that we will enjoy. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at couplesbookclubcast at gmail.com or go to our website, couplesbookclubcast.blog or you can look up Couples Book Club on Facebook and get in touch with us there if you have suggestions. If you're Elizabeth Gilbert and you're mad, <laughs> then maybe you should go talk to God in your notebook and just work those feelings out. Right. Ten up, this is our 10th episode, the big 1-0. Big 1-0. Milestone. And so exciting to have a guest this time. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure reading this book, um, being fascinated by the world, yeah. and then talking out loud. Thank you so much for joining us, Oh, Adam. thank you for having me. It's good to be here with these cacti yep. and Joe Kanda. Mm-hmm. Any parting thoughts, sir? I'm, I'm good. I want to put this one behind me as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, everybody. Um, just, just don't 